Hi, welcome to the Holsley Mark podcast show. And today I am talking to James Ananito. James is a demonologist and a deacon through the old Catholic Church who has worked alongside many other specialists in the field. James is also a paranormal investigator, researcher, co-leader of Paranormal Speciality Crew, member of Century Paranormal and the former founder, owner of Dominion Ministry. He has been in paranormal fields since the early age of 15, investigating churchyards and allegedly surroundings in the New England areas such as Mercy Brown, Lad School, USS Salem, Sater Mule. His knowledge of the paranormal came from reading many books in his early years, watching Unsolved Mysteries, Scariest Place on Earth, and then eventually Ghost Hunters, increased his interest and knowledge of the field. His first ever experience came when his aunt, showing him a ghostly figure peeking out of a window during one of their vocations, with this with this. With this experience, James came to love the paranormal and knew that he wanted to depart this field when he got older. During a teenager of 15, it was difficult for him to become part of a research group, let alone start his own. So he travelled to the graveyards with his digital camera and a flashlight with his able to form his own groups. Years are, are called James Hunters of Supernatural Truth. Ghost considered of Andrew Curran, formerly of RAP, who appeared on Haunted Episode Demon Attack. Other members from different areas of the paranormal field who experienced levels, done to, levels of none to a few years. James gained a lot of experience running the team calling clients business and households. After being in the field for the last 12 years, James has gained a great deal of experience in working with many well-respected members of the paranormal field. He has appeared on many, many radio and local shows. James also gives all scores of lectures at libraries, expos. James has got a new level with New level his paranormal life when he began his studies demonology and ministry, dedicating himself to helping others in the field and those who need a cleansing or blessing. He travels anywhere he's needed free of charge, even though he's never even though he's over some four hundred cases on his belt, he never appears makes himself to appear as so he's better than his peers in the fields of unavailable to someone who requires his assistance. If for some reason you are unable to help, he always passes the case along to other in the field equal to more experience than himself. James, in March 2015, created the Dominion Ministry to change the world landscape of the spiritual welfare field, bringing many spiritual warriors together. James stepped down from the Dominion Ministry to take time to wait for his family and continue his studies in the paranormal as well as being a Samaritan in the old Catholic Church, most recently elevated as deacon.
Hi James. Uh, can you tell me a little bit what inspired you to get into paranormal? Well, it was more so uh, life in itself, uh, in all honesty. I never had any experiences, you know. I never uh, seen anything beyond literature or, of course, uh, television or entertainment. But there was just something about life that hit me at such a young age. You know, I went through a lot of trials and tribulations, and, you know, everybody does. But it was that thriving of uh, what is is a higher power is there a higher power and of course within those in those questions and my mind works sporadically so if i'm researching one thing my mind will go from other uh other topics very similar to it and like it's like a spider web i keep going in different paths and learning different things so you know the aspect of a higher power god if you want to call it that um uh, led me to the paranormal, um, where, you know, what do, what happens when you die? You know, do you become a ghost, spirit? Uh, uh, how, how does your energy influence within the, within the environment? Can it, you know, physically manifest things or whichever and, you know, affect people? So that's basically what got me into it, you know, and then, of course, the shows came out. You know, I watched Scooby-Doo, Unsolved Mysteries, some of the shows that you had said through my bio, and, you know, it really kind of just stuck with me. And when I could start going out and, you know, my parents would let me out and stuff like that, you know, I would go out to graveyards with a tape recorder and all this, you know, other stuff that people really don't use nowadays. I remember using baby powder and rings on the doorbell. And, um, you know, so that's really what kind of thrilled me into the paranormal is just the unknown, you know, what it is. And the question thrives for me, you know. Now, can you explain to people? I know people, some people may know what. Um, do you, is it? I can't never remember the word. Is it demonology or? Um, yeah, demonology. Yeah. yeah, that's basically what I do. You know, it's uh, it's it's a study. You know, it's like theology. It's like angiology. It's like biology. If you really want to get the technicalities of it. Um, so demonology basically is just a study of demons and evil entities um and you know evil entities could be the correspond to many different religions uh, uh millennial or thousands of years older than christianity um and it would go over uh you know those entities and um, different mythologies and stuff like that but also understanding um especially as a christian you know what demons are within the christian faith so you know that's what demonology is where the media so if a team, uh, let's say, um, receives a case and it's somebody that lives in a home and uh, basically the team comes in and they, they acquire data and things that are very malevolent in nature and what usually those teams should do is reach out reach out to somebody like myself who studies that topic very frequently and you know bring me in so i can review do collect my data and then really cement see what the team got or see if okay maybe it wasn't a demon it's really this you know and problem solved as best as i can as a human all of what's going on of course within my faith and then if i feel now now i am a member of the church now i'm i'm a deacon of the united states old catholic church um which i was ordained last month so more so i would handle it and in some aspects a lot more than i would just as a, uh, a person that's a mediator uh, like a demonologist 
So, you know, but I would call the Catholic Church and because that is, you know, I believe the, the very most well-trained within, within that topic of uh, that sector of the field, and that's my opinion. But, you know, so I would call the Catholic Church and, and let them handle it if it was a, an emphatically a true demonic case. So that's what a demonologist is. That's what I do. People really want me to be something different, you know, a lot more spectacular. But, you know, it is very spooky and very scary as well because I've seen some crazy things, <laughs> you know. So now just ask that question. I was just going to ask, what is the scariest thing you've ever come across or place you've ever been to? Uh, well, I've been a lot of crazy places, you know, I've never been over to Europe, and I think that's one of my dreams, you know, I have a lot of good, uh, very historical locations out there, with the possibility of something maybe paranormal, uh, but that, you know, that's up in the air, but there's still historical over there, but, um, you know, over here in the United States, you know, I've been to, like, Waverly Hills, uh, Queen Mary, uh, Eastern State Penitentiary, you know, uh, Pedersen uh, Asylum, you know, some mansions, you know, the Alamo, certain loca locations I've been able to do things and, um, you know, be around uh, is, is a cool aspect of it. But I've been to some scary places where, you know, like, you didn't expect with what you were ex expecting. That's more so the residentials. But I would think the most scariest thing uh, I tell people is definitely my first possession case. You know, I'm no exorcist. I have never done an exorcism. That is not my role. Uh, uh, so, but experiencing somebody in, induced in a transient possession um, was probably the most scariest thing. And, you know, it really scared me at that time and really still affects me to this day. But basically, I, I, I took that to keep strengthening my faith and my ministry work and with the work I do and now why I'm part of the church. But, you know... It really, that was the scariest thing, you know, I, I think the chemicals in my brain, you know, we have the fight or flight chemical that goes off uh, in certain aspects of time with, within what we're doing, and, you know, I, my, my whole body, my whole conception of me wanting to leave, but, you know, there's something in me that stood there and fall, and I, I say, like, fall like a dummy, but, you know, I still fought, so... Uh, you know, I continued down that line, and that's why it was so scary because it tested me. It tested my faith. It tested every be well-being of me, um, and that's why it was scary. And that was, you know, also a case that, um, you know, the right things had been done, especially on the medical aspect of it, with like a psychologist. So, you know, there was a lot of box checked that even made it scarier. You know, because most people won't ever see a possession in their life. No, I, I mean, I personally have had a, I believe I've had a paranormal experience because I, I had an NDE, a near-death experience, myself. Mm. Which is very interesting, you know, I, I uh, um, you know, I, I never had the NDE like people expect, like I, when I was younger, uh, I would get sick every Thanksgiving. It was every year, and one year, uh, as as bad as it was, um, as bad as it was, you know, I, they, they took me to the hospital, and I usually went to the hospital every Thanksgiving, and this time it was just, you know, it was crazy because it was like the 4th or 5th Thanksgiving, I don't know what it was, maybe I got too excited, too much adrenaline, because I love to eat, uh, <laughs> but, you know, so I don't really know, uh, but I would, you know, get sick every Thanksgiving, it was a normal thing, and one day they gave me penicillin, which I'm, 
I found out I'm very highly allergic to when I went into like a seizure. And you know, from that moment, you know, I know this, you, you, your brain and your, your body, way the body works, you know, you go into shock. But like, you know, I was told I was dead for like a second or something like that, and they revived me back. And I actually never experienced anything. Maybe there's a time, uh, like the period of time that you must be gone for you to experience that. But, you know, I say, you know, I don't really tell people that story, but as you say, NDE, you know, I never experienced anything. But I also feel like maybe I became more attuned to what I'm supposed to do with what I'm doing now. Who knows? There's always possibilities, right? Well, it might my personal experience, I was in a coma for three weeks. Oh, jeez. And when I was in that coma, I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since telling me to wake up. I had an overwhelming need to wake up. Now, I know scientists are going to say, yes, it's your chemical brain releasing something to telling you to wake up. But I do seriously believe it was my guardian angel or spirit guide. And also, when I was in my coma, the reason why I call myself Ghost Man is because, basically, I was neither in the real world or the next world. So I believe I sort of, like most people who have had an NDE, believe they sort of like touched that little bit of heaven or whatever people think it is, because we don't really know. But you, you touch it. I can see that. Uh, and then you said, uh, you, know, you, you know, you said earlier about the you said about the fight and flight system. I have a theory that we have still got ancient man in our body because when, when ancient man was around, they had to be in tune with nature and the environment they lived in. And I think part of that body, part of that, is still in our body. And that, that is how, how we can tap into cryptozoology or paranormal or UFOs. That's an interesting theory. I, 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 that's definitely interesting. You know, you think about, um, you know, we, we still debate um, on how long human society has been around. You know, every time they put a limit to it, there's always a year, uh, uh, next next generation of uh, uh, microevolution based uh, uh, human uh, evolution if you want to call it that um, you know I don't, I'm, not, I'm not evolutionist or Darwinist so I don't you know I know a little bit about it but don't don't quote me on it uh, but you know I, how, how we've evolved or how, how long human society has been it's always been debated so you know I think there's a lot of traits that you know the human body, still is not fully discovered it's i relate it to the question sometimes we know more about other things than our own body you know we know more about space than our own planet um so it's in that same sense you know so there's things that might uh have with you know we call the sixth sense or um other situations like te telekinesis with the psychokinetic energy you know maybe there's certain people that have have that maybe that correlated to something that was more so back in the ancient times you know it, it, they were they, they weren't super back then they were intelligent you know we still say we can't build pyramids to this day in modern society so you know there, there there's a possibility that 
you know, that is true, you know, in, in some weird way. But that's that's why it's paranormal and it's, it's interesting um, because those, those there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And it's kind of like, you know, I relate it to uh, religion, the Summa. You know, a lot of people always want to question, debate religion, but go read the Summa. That book would be magnificent for you, <laughs> you know, so you could debate yourself on religion because it really makes you think. But, you know, it's it's definitely a possibility that, you know, there's traits of the ancient man in us or, you know, so... Uh, it's interesting, you know, it's possible. Also, I think we don't talk about death like we used to. It's become a bit of a taboo subject, though it's the one thing we've all got in common. You know, no matter who you are. <laughs> um, yeah. Because uh, in the Victorian times over here in Britain, it was embraced, basically. I mean, I know it was because Prince Albert died and Queen Victoria was in mourning, but it was... Im- Thoroughly embraced it. You had it was talked about. You had people wearing jewelry made from ashes and all sorts. Yeah. Do you believe yeah, that has has definitely been? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, do you be, do you believe that's the case then that we don't talk about it as much as we should do? Uh, well, no. I think I think of different death differently. You know. Um, I think in, in a different uh, standpoint, you know, I, I'm taught the Christian faith, um, and many other faiths are very, very similar. You know, we 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 have a soul, we have energy, whatever it is, and you know, I believe if we we believe in aspect of spirit, ghost, or guardian angels, um, or you know, spirit guides, whatever you want to call them, that there is some source of energy. You know, there is some source of possibility of the energy having intelligence in in, in our mind of concept. And so, if, if we have that soul, why why isn't it possible that you know, if we do really go to heaven, we still kind of thing so you know I look at death in a way when somebody dies I remember the good points and the good memories um, of that individual because you know as sad as I won't be able to see them in a physical sense you know if I really believe in the aspect of a spiritual sense or you know uh, that spirits or angels or heaven does really exist that means that he's in a good place Uh, and you know that you know there's still always that possibility of Communicating, if you really want to say that, you know, modern modern day paranormal enthusiasts that want to do such such things, and it's been around for a very long time as well, you know, with the spiritual movement in Baltimore area, but um, back in the 1700s, and uh, you know, death has changed, but I, I, you know, everybody wants to mourn, but we should not mourn. We should, you know, uh, remember. You know, and a lot of people lose that within death, remembering. You know, now death is when there is death. You know, you know it's it's sad and it's it's morbid. So I think maybe death has subsided because people don't want the sad and morbid. You know, no, you know the sadness of it. Uh, if that makes any sense, you know, it, it has shifted. And I do agree, but I don't know if uh, you know what stance ha- you know that relies on. You know, I, I re- like I remember like uh, when you know uh, I've seen two pope de- uh, deaths. Uh, in my time, or one, no, one step down, one, one Pope death, I believe, and, you know, you know, the Pope death was talked about, and, you know, it, it, it was crazy, it was talked about so much, and, uh, 
knowledge that happened, I, I don't think it would be, you know, so predominant within the media. It, you know? I, 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 when I used to be in care, well, I used to be in mental health, and um, we had to go into a lady's room one day, and obviously she was near the end of her time in the world, and I could physically feel as though something had left her. I've, 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 oh, it, you, you couldn't see nothing, but you felt like something physically left her body. That's a, that's a very that's a very interesting uh, uh, sight, huh? <laughs> well, it, I believe it's just, well, it was the soul because I, I I may be wrong, but I think when they do an autopsy, there is a I think it's a twenty gram or probably under that difference that all autopsies are done, to, you know, despite all the things they have to check that they can't account for, yeah. and I fit they think. And I don't know if it's scientifically proven, so please apologize. I do apologize if I'm completely wrong. That this could possibly be the soul. I, I've, I've I've definitely heard theories. There's uh, there's many hypotheses out there within the scientific field, and it, it really uh, so for people that are listening, you know, when we talk about theology, which is the study of God. Theology is a science, even though it is not empirical, which means it is empirical science, which means it's fact, it's proven. You know, there's many sciences out there, theology being one of them. You know, it's not proven empirically, but there is a possibility of something existing beyond human intelligence. Um, so there's that hypothesis. So uh, I've, I've read many hypotheses about, uh, you know, the soul leaving where people would do, um, you know, like a flare-based infrared camera and when at the person's body when they died. Um, this is, of course, all in research. You know, they seen like a, a heat source come from the body and go up. Uh, meaning like some something very high in energy just released from the soul and of course there's been um, other studies where I think they put like a slow-mo camera or something like that you know and you know they, that would catch something so it's, it's definitely a possibility I think I think you know we can't check for it unless there's some kind of um, tool made which is always possible i guess if, if you know if, if it's uh, somehow empirically proven but um yeah it's you can't really test that you know but i think i think there's been some very good studies and theories out there um about that topic i, I definitely agree i've read a few in the past probably about the past year or so um, definitely trying to attempt to make that um, uh, um, uh, scientific breakthrough you know I have my own personal theories. I've got two theories. One's quite controversial. Well, most people think it's controversial. The first theory is God is an energy force. And when we die, our energy force joins him like a hive. And we become like a hive mind. Like we all join together. Yeah. And the second theory, this is a bit more controversial... I do apologise. God is schizophrenic. Now wait for this. In the Bible, I think I'm not mis- maybe misquoting it. That we are made in God's image, and we are both good and evil. Yeah. That's not science. I know it's not science. 
But I think it's a good. I always bring this subject up because I think it's a good debating point. Well, no, it is. The problem is people can't debate about it without getting angry and upset about it. You know, I think the the thing that we lost in this time is the people. You know, you can't talk uh, about a god about two about other gods. You know, it's it it comes so hysteria. You know, you should be able to communicate properly. God is good. You know, uh, you know. There's of course, you know, malevolent beings within or entities within multiple religions. But you know, the Bible doesn't tell you to hate. Yeah, there's hateful messages. People interpret it without of it. Of course, back in two uh, two thousand years ago, that is the lifestyle they lived. You know, that was their ethical standpoint back then. Our ethics have changed and evolved. Uh, very severe, severely. So um, there's a, definitely a lot of uh, predated modern uh, stuff in there that people believe we should still live by. Um, but you know, there was also a lot of topic about love. You know, love is uh, quoted in that book so many times. It's not even funny. So you know, people take the negatives out of all these positive uh, faiths, beliefs, religions, and you know they debate it, and it's it's sad. But you know, I think. God is whatever you interpret God to be. I think God in my way, and that's a beautiful thing about having free will, uh, which we're all governed, is that God is all of us. Like, if we are made in his image, that means we are all the, the, the life. We are all what God created. So, you know, when you say the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, even though Jesus was God, we call the Son God, but he was God, because we are all God. But, you know, he was sent as that figure to to realize that. And, you know, so that's my interpretation of it. You know, so I believe that, you know, if God created all, that means he is the father. So that means we, we are all because I'm a father to my son. My son is me, but he is him. You know, it's it's so it's a weird interpretation of it. But, you know, we all come from something regardless of what you want to call it. You know, we came from something. If it was a cell, if it was God, you know, but people can't debate the topic without getting into arguments and not good arguments. You know, that's a sad thing about it. Yeah. I, I watched a program on Channel 4 over here in England about the female disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it was on about Emperor Constantine, who basically wrote them out in the Bible. And reportedly, and I'm not quoting quote for quote, that he changed, he took out the pagan elements that were originally in the Bible and changed it to the current one we are reading now. now I don't know how true that is. Yeah, I don't know how the truth is. A lot of people, uh, you know, you got, you got to look at the branches of religion. This is what people don't do. You know, we all, uh, religion, uh, man, religion is man-made, faith is not. You know, our belief in uh, God is not technical aspects of religion. That's faith. We all have a part of our mind that you, uh, has the ability to uh, have faith in something. You know, it's true. Look at, you know, look at how your brain works. You know, we have that little component within our uh, within our brain. So, but 
the thing about it is, is you know, there are a lot of people debate paganism within Christianity, uh, but people don't realize Christianity came from Judaism, and Judaism came from, um, you know, uh, folklorish beliefs. You know, before there was uh, um, the Jews, there was Greek mythology. You know, there was Egyptian mythology. So people don't realize the evolution of religion. And, you know. People can't even tell you what the very first religion was, and it was animism. But if you look at the branch of it, animism's like the tree, uh, the tree trunk, and everything branches off. Um, you know, people don't know Hinduism is the oldest modern-day religion. You know, everybody you know thinks Christianity or Judaism or Islam, but you know it's Hinduism. So you know, people talk about it, but you know, and. I think there's been a lot of debate throughout all time uh, about the paganistic aspect of it. But, you know, if paganism did come first, it's not, you know, as long as you believe in what you believe in for the good of it, you know, we can never we can never really tell where Christianity came from besides Judaism. And, uh, and you know, it, it, you know you, you got to remember there was Jewish folklore too before Judaism came what it was. Um, and you look at the folklore that have golems and stuff, and, uh, um, you know, these, like, kind of, like, uh, folklorish creatures that you would see in the movies. So, you know, you look at where things come from, but you got to have your own interpretation, and that's why faith's powerful. Because if faith's good for the good thing of it, you know, you can do a lot of good stuff with it. I do, I believe that. I, I like the... I, I, I don't know if you have the same thing as we have over here. Remembrance Day... When everybody in the world has stopped for two minutes and remembers the forgotten, each side and the, unfortunately, the unfortunate victims of war. And I think it's a great thing that we all bind just for those two minutes in the world. It's like we're all linked just for those two minutes. I think it's very powerful. I think people underestimate this. You can't have a good life without um, good manifestation. Uh, so you know you 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 can't you, you can't expect it. You can't you know you you have to have good you have to have goodness within your your soul and your heart for good things to happen. So so Remembrance Day or like we're two, taking two minutes of our day would be perfect because it would show you know especially children um, you know. Uh, where you know our generations and generations are starting to get looser and looser because of you know control in some aspect but you know it would show kids and show everybody that you know we we are all human and we we need to remember where we come from so no i definitely agree with that that'd be that'd be a good implementation i think you know why why does two minutes hurt you know you know can we get off our cell phones <laughs> for two minutes <laughs> Yes, it's, a, it's any trouble with modern technology. It's great because technically, I always say to people, I can time travel because basically I am time traveling because it's I, it's midnight over here in the UK and it's probably gone seven your end. So I'm technically yeah, time travel, and I am now talking to you over a vast distance, which I could never do. Years ago, I would have had to go and get a boat. Then you right? go and get a, uh, get in a wagon. Then I would have to talk to you. Then I would have to record it in a little journal. 
Then I'd have to make the whole journey back. And in time I wrote the journal. Then I'd have to send it all to you back in. People forget. We, we've forgotten how people communicate. And I, I like a good book. I think there's nothing wrong with a book. And like you said before, every book you read, you can interpret it your way of thinking. Because, as you said, I read the Bible, now again, and I read certain passages, and I interpret it the way I interpret it. I don't go, I don't judge people how they want to interpret it. And like you say, like everything, some words are just used or misquoted by people because they want to create hatred in the world. Because they they want to create it because they it, with hate you can destroy so, so it's like when terrorists bomb somebody right they bomb somebody because they want you to hate the people that they rep- meant to represent so then you hate them and then they that causes c- conflict and that's what they feed off if you don't give them yeah. that hate they can't feed off of it yeah they, they eventually wither away and take out themselves but you know there's also the persistence but no, I definitely agree. I I, I, I I try to live by that mantra. You know, I try to live how uh, I want to be treated. And uh, I, I try to be a good person, or I, I attempt to be a good person, I should say more, because trying is a lame word sometimes. But, you know, I attempt to be a good person every day. And, you know, I, I, and I try to keep good people around me. You know, the bad people are going to, you know, try to taunt me and give me issues. And, you know, when I was a lot younger, I would definitely take the bullet and, you know, chunk it down and you know put fuel to the fire and you know blast metallic and say let's do it i'm gonna get you you know and not anymore you know i i learned that you know when you let the fire the fire will burn it, it will it will roast your butt a little bit but you just you stay on a very mid-level you keep your mind clear and you just say all right I'll take the burn for a little bit, and then, you know, the fire will eventually go out, because guess what? When you leave a fire on the fire pit unattended for so long, guess what it does? It goes out. You know, most people just want to fuel that fire. It's bad, you know, and or, you know, splash the water on the fire and trying to attempt to put it out. You know, it's you got to sometimes just let it go out and then, you know, put the water over it once there's embers, you know, so... That's how you have to live, and you know. But people don't want to live that way, and you know they they have every right the way to live they want to live, and but it's sad, you know. I I think you know we we just react. We we live and thrive on hate too much, but you know hate sometimes is much easier than uh, swallowing your pride and just loving everybody, you know. <laughs> It's easy to blame somebody else, isn't it? It's, it's always someone else's fault. Oh, I, 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 oh, I, oh, why have they got that job? And you're thinking, well, you could do that job, but you just you don't want to. Oh, why have they got this money? Well, because because they they want to go out and earn it. They want to do the work. It's nothing to do with colour of skin or religion. They want to be hard working. They want to be family people. They want to get the money. It's just that we. Some people are just basically lazy. You know, I think we, we I think, I think society has come so politically correct, it's unbelievable. There's some, I used to like comedy in the 70s, because I'm over 50. 
So I used to like the comedies that were a bit bawdy. Yes, they were a bit over the top. I'm not going to say they weren't. But if you watched them properly, and I mean properly, they but all all both sides got as equal back to each other. You know, people say, oh, they were racist. But if they actually watched the programme properly, they can understand that it it was... They both could have a dig at each other, or they've taken the mickey out of the, the situation as it was happening. But most things now would not be remade, because you can't say certain things. I mean, the one thing that annoys me, and I don't, I don't mean to be nasty, but you can't use the word N and ends in R, because I basically would have taken off the radio and never be used ever again. But if I was a singer of certain ethnicity and sang it in a song God knows how many times, it'd be okay because they've in, they they most people say because it's they've embraced the word. Now I'm not saying that's wrong because obviously back then we took them away from their their countries that they lived in and basically treated them like shite. And that memory's obviously been retained, and I can understand that. But I think they say they grabbed it, but I think in one way they've made themselves more distant. I don't know what you think. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not very. I'm not uh, very very well versed in that uh, subject. You know, I. I definitely. I definitely. Uh, hate is out there people just want to hate sometimes but you know regardless of what race religion belief or uh, skin color or what, whatever part of society you are you know um, you just gotta love each other man you know we, we, we are all we're all homo sapiens you know so even though we might have different skin color and uh, different orientation of what, what we believe in you know but I, I don't know Yeah, I, I feel people like do leave on the heat, but sometimes, you know, uh, we won't let go of it as well either, you know, it's, I think, when people just stop talking about race, stop talking about that crap, I know crazy things go on, you know, white people get killed, black people get pilled, Asian people get killed, you know, it, it happens, and it stinks, and it's brutal, because you know, we, we should all love and just die from, you know, normal death, you know, getting too old because of our health or whichever, you know, nobody should be a shot, stabbed or anything like that. Um, so at the end of the day, we just need to love and just forget and just get over it. You know, yeah, the past does, the past does form to where we are now and things, you know, should be forgiven, but not forgotten. And you know, we move on our ways, but, you know, that's just how life is now. You know, hate is a very popular thing uh, on every avenue. It's not just one one avenue, it's every avenue. And, you know, I think once people you realize, you know, it, it doesn't change. You know, you can't hate somebody and expect good a good ass a good alternative come out of it. You know, there's there's no goodness with the tension of hate. You know, that's all I can say about the subject. You know, I, I don't want to say something wrong and somebody thinks I, you know, oh, yeah. taken out of context. But, you know, I, I, racism is not my thing. I'm, I'm a demonologist. Um, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm just bringing that up because it's best one of my pet hates. I just, I'm a, totally agree with you. We're all equal. I always say to people, there's two things in common we have in life. 
we all born and we all die. And that makes us all equal. Yeah, we all go through the two steps of life. Life and death. <laughs> now tell me, um, have... now you said earlier that you're ordained as a deacon, is that correct? I am, yes, as, as of uh, last month. Now how do you find, do you find that you have to be like part social worker, part empathy, part volunteer, part, like lots of things at once? necessarily I don't give myself those roles yeah I, I you know I, I've talked to people I've counseled them outside of a psychological level because I'm not a psychologist a therapist um, but you know I you know have done those roles but I just I just do it for the goodness of my help so you know of my heart you know uh, and you know I just want to see people um, you know that are sad and you know uh, are confused in life uh, or whatever process they go through you know that you know there's somebody out there that you know would give them time and talk to them and you know give them you know a piece of his heart and you know you know when I leave um, if there was a haunting or not a haunting you know that they, they could take a piece of that and you know smile and laugh and go to bed peacefully at night you know and not go to bed scared and afraid so you know that's why i do it you know i don't like to associate those titles with me you know people give me uh, slack for calling myself a demonologist but it's just something i love it's not i love the title i just love that aspect of the field it is undeniably my passion and you know but so isn't ministry work so it's a passion to me so you know i, I don't feel like any of those things i just feel like i'm doing what i'm meant to do you know nothing that makes sense Yes, I, 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 I go along with that because, as I said, there's a misconception of demonologists. Because most times, if I say to, when I used to go, if I say to people, oh, I'm talking to a demonologist on my show, they say, oh, don't have them on your show. I say, why? And they go into lots of rubbish things. I say, I said, have you actually studied it? No. I said, have you actually talked to one? No. I said, well, there you are. <laughs> How can you know what it's about until you talk to someone like you, James, who is a articulate and is knowledgeable and you can have a good debate and then be informative and then they can learn. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. You know, I think that's, uh, you know, I... I I'm very young, but to, to, to the listeners, I'm only 28 years old, and I've gotten slack for it for many years, and, you know, I kind of just laugh at it now, you know, because I've, like, I've done this for 14 years, not necessarily demonology stuff, but I've uh, been very highly interested without it being a hobby for 14 years, and even before when I was a kid, I would read a lot of literature, so, like, you know, uh, you know, people take uh, advantage of my age and, you know, think I'm not knowledgeable, but, you know, the one thing is, I don't know everything. Uh, I don't know what a ghost is. I don't know a lot of things within that concept. But you know what? Every day I try to learn something new, even if it's for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes, hour, hour and a half, whatever. However long, there's a point in that day I will research something and I will try to uh, attain it. And if I can't attain it, you know, I'll go through my little spider web and go through multiple different avenues. 
that you know that's people have lost that interest of uh you know they 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 read one book on demonology two books three books four books whatever and they 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 slap the title on themselves and they go into people's houses and stuff it's dangerous and you know people gave me that slack um because i was young and uh, he he's brash he's not an elder but you know it, it drove me it drove me to where i'm at and you know i think there is many great people like that within the demonology field that are very uh, well-informed, well-initiated uh, in themselves and understand what, what to, the, to the degree of what they are talking about. But there's so many that, you know, it thinks it's just a cool world, uh, word. You know, I, I know many that call themselves an exorcist, and they don't even understand the concept of what an exorcism is or what they're talking about within that standpoint and they're going to perform it on people so it's scary there's a lot of scary things within it and you know i i just try to be well versed and understand what i'm talking about and there's things i don't know you know and i've been called out on it before uh, and they asked somebody asked me a question i don't know it what am i supposed to be the walking encyclopedia and thesaurus you know like uh you know there's certain things i still don't know but that's that's why life every day i wake up and i breathe that's why i'm learning something new and then in my day and learning end of my day knowing learn something new it, it just keeps me going yeah, I honestly believe the person that says they know everything is an idiot. <laughs> well, maybe they are, maybe they're not. <laughs> but, because you have to, you have to... I, I'm a, I always call myself a student, because I started off in the yes. world of cryptozoology, because that's one of my things I got into. And through that, I learned that research part of it because you have to do a lot of research into what is real what isn't real and it made me think like you said you know i learned a little bit i always study things thinking i don't understand it but yeah i'll I'll accept it because like you i believe in free speech i know there's certain speeches that people don't like certain things that people don't like but like you said, it's it's freedom of speech. You don't have to stand there and listen to it. You don't have to watch it on TV. You don't have to listen to it on a podcast. You don't have to listen to it on radio. It's, it's a thing called an off button. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, but people lose it. You know, now Tinder, now you can swipe right or left or whichever, but you can do the same thing. You know, you listen to something that you don't like. You know, you can swipe right or swipe, or swipe left. <laughs> but, you know, people don't correlate it to that. <laughs> they watch it and they want to hate. <laughs> it's a strange world, isn't it? It's a, I think we're addicted to um, gruesome things. because It's like when you see a plane crash. It's funny how people tr- go towards it as if they got to see a body or something. Oh, what's that? Yeah. I, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I I don't find uh, any interest in why people. You know, I've seen like the um, like people run up to the accidents with their phones up and like recording it and or on Facebook Live or whichever. And I don't understand that fad. You know, like if if you know, I would you know, of course, go and see if the person's all right, not touch them because you know you you, you can get in very, very big trouble. You know, if you do something wrong, but you know, make sure that they're all right and. You, 
instead of you know putting the phone up and just recording you know i've never gotten that uh sad it's been around for a while though but i think that's because every you know you know people think they can make a quick buck or, or you know nowadays you know they can go viral be, or and become famous for catching something like that i don't know it's weird to me but uh, you know I, more people in that situation would go and help or you know make sure you contact somebody that you know can help you know properly it's kind of like the same thing of you know demonology in, in, in some weird way it's not like a plane crash and many people died unfortunately uh i didn't mean it that way but what i mean is that you know uh you know there's too many people that want to be the hero uh, as well and you know they, they get everybody affected so you know sometimes you just gotta call them call in the people like the EMTs and stuff like that in that situation instead of recording it you know call as who, who cares if like 10 people call the fire department that means they're going to get out there faster you know so but I don't know I don't get that fad uh, it's it's weird to me well I found when I was in care work that all, the, all things are changing I, I, le- I did learn how to handle people like how to lift someone out if they fall on the floor and all that, and then it got yeah. taken out because you can't. If someone falls on the floor now, you can't technically help them. The same as if yeah. they've got an ast- if they're asthmatic, and you've got an inhaler that you know because some people, the blue inhaler is universal, but you can't give it to them. It has to be their own inhaler. Yeah, and they've got to take it themselves. And I just think. Like you say, it's a blames culture then. People are too afraid to do anything. But anyway, let's just say that, that that's the crazy world we live in. I hope it gets. Hey, hey, you know what though is I love the world I live in. Though you know, I try not to let the crazy affect my life. That's what people don't. That that's a good tip. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because you can't let the world of the crazy. And the crazy of the world affect you. You have to live your life and let your own crazy affect you and come over your own crazy before you can deal with the other crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I try not to let people bother me and the, the stupidities that, uh, things that are done. You know, I try to, I try to, try to deal with my own stupidity first. <laughs> That's it. And, and you have to deal with your own matters in life sometimes. Yeah, you got to deal with your own messes before you deal with others, yeah. <laughs> uh, and do you find that you can combine your family life with what you do? Um, yeah, everybody asks me that because I have a child and, you know, you're going to bring something home, you know. I, I really kind of uh, equate that to the laws of attraction, which is another scientific uh, theory. And, you know, if I think bad things are going to affect my family then bad things are going to affect my family or it's going to make it a hell of a lot easier because it's on my mind every day but you know every day i just you know think good things and i think you know you know uh, something might happen but you know as long as i stay on the good train you know and have good intention i have less chance of withdrawing you know i know enough people uh, enough people in my life that would be willing to be a stronghold and, you know, help me if I dealt with anything. And, of course, my wife would probably hate me uh, if anything like that happened and affect our family. But, you know, I, I have the necessary protocols and necessary people that I can call to 
handle my situation. You know, I wouldn't deal with my own situation. I think you can't sometimes deal with the, the own madness going in within your house, and you need to bring somebody in, of course, um, that can be a mediator. But, you know, I, I really don't put any uh, thought really deeply into it. Um, I, I, my, my, my wife, you know, supports and loves me, but, you know, she, she's not involved with the paranormal and uh, involved with that uh, subject. So, you know, it really, you know, I think, uh, you know, I just try to put it to the side as best as possible. You know, I try to be a, a good father, a good family man, a good husband. And, I, you know, I do my duties. You know, I work a full-time job. And, uh, and I also, you know, of course, do the ministry demonology stuff and paranormal investigating um, as well inside. So, you know, I try to um, be proper in everything I do, you know. So I try not to let it affect my family. Well, my, my wife thinks I'm mad as a box of frogs because basically I do my podcast. But I tell her, I like... It's all right. <laughs> I tell her it's because I like meeting interesting people and talking to interesting people and learning things. Because I started my podcast back in 2017. I've done loads of, I've gone, I think I've gone over a thousand episodes now. Nice. And basically I'm on, what was it, the other day I looked it up sometimes. 7,000 plus downloads on one and nearly 9,000, no, over 9,000 on another one. Nice. But as I say, I, it's just because I think people. I mean, I don't care if I just get one listener. I'm not worried like that. I just think if someone's yeah, in, somebody's interested in what we've done or talked about, and we've achieved something like, if you can help one person in this life, just one person, yeah. you've achieved something. Because you, you can't help the many. It's impossible. I definitely agree. I, I, I love that because, you know, that's my, you know, I, I have many mantras and, uh, you know, I, I really tend to believe that you can learn something from everybody and you can, and somebody can learn from something from you, you know, even if it's a good or bad learning experience, you have to understand the bad sometimes understand the good. So, you know, I definitely think you can learn from anybody. And I think, uh, you know, you talking to people and getting that ability to do so is amazing. You know, I do the conventions and, you know, I do these radio shows because I like to have uh, conversations about the topic, you know, um, you know, when I'm on a show like this, you ask me some very, uh, very interesting questions and, you know, I haven't answered before, maybe have answered a few times before, but, you know, it's, you're able to have that intellectual conversation. So, you know, it's, it's always interesting, you know, I, I, that's what I like, I like commuting, uh, talking and learning from other people, regardless if it's good or bad, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, that's, that's a very awesome, though, a thousand shows, uh, a thousand episodes, it's awesome. Well, I say, I, 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 I feel like I've been drawn more and more to paranormal since I've been doing this. I think yeah. somebody's trying to tell me some, trying to say to me, oh, find out information, fuck, do this, you know, I don't, I'm not, I, I just, seem to be I I look at people's profiles and I seem to be drawn to them somehow I don't know why <laughs> I know that sounds I know that it's going to sound a bit oh well yes he's talking 
rubbish here. He's obviously off his head a bit. But I don't care. <laughs> Basically, I've got to a stage in my life. I'm over 50. What have I got to lose? <laughs> It's, it's all, we, we all have the ability to get our voice out there, so it's it's all it's all the way out how you do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I try, well, as you can see, I try to do it as if you're having a cup of tea, or probably coffee in your case, uh, and some biscuits. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I do drink tea, but only hot, uh, hot tea uh, at uh, Asian restaurants. <laughs> but, no, I, yeah, I'm a coffee, I'm a coffee drinker, diehard coffee drinker. But that's how I like to do this, like a like an informal chat. Yeah. It's a style I like to do. I mean, I, I sometimes see questions off the top of my head, I, as you may have noticed. <laughs> but I, I I look at your profile and I think, oh, da 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 da, ask that, ask that, ask that. And I try to think of questions that you may not have been asked before, because I know. I don't mean this to be nasty, but if you've heard this question before, you think, oh, God, here we go again. And you're just going to get the bug on, bug answer, aren't you? You yeah. just standard answer, yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We all do it. Well, well, you know, the crazy thing is, though, is, like, I might not, you know, I have, you know, I think people have one opinion or one theory you know i have multiple opinions and theories on multiple different subjects or even the same subject so you know it'd be surprised like there's a lot of times that people ask me something the same and i'll answer it different you know because and people always question me on that it's like you said that one thing and then you said another thing i'm like they correlate you know there there's different theories and opinions that you can look at and you, you know you don't have, you know i have my faith in god that that's a set set thing i would you know, not believe in anything else differently, but you know, there's many other things that uh, I'll, I'll look at, and there's always that possibility that it's like a fork in the road. There's three different paths to the possible one equation. So, you know, it's. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the questions that you asked uh, were very interesting. Like, I think it's, uh, some uh, political, some uh, you know, hatred. It was very interesting, but it does. It really does correlate to. Uh, in some weird way, it does correlate to the work I do because, you know, if I'm not always on my game, if I'm not always in a good mindset, and I let the, the outside uh, world affect me um, as my sole being, then, you know, I'm going to other people's houses not well-rounded, not in a good intent, and, you know, I'm going in and doing ill will towards people. And, uh, you know, I try to... You know, try to always think of uh, the uh, not the middle ground or you know the higher ground aspect of it, and because that's how I need to live my life. Because I don't want it to affect my family. I don't want it to affect me. You know, I so no, it really does correlate. You know, and it's it's funny that people don't think that. I'm just saying that's why I like to have these debates because mm. I think basically, as you said before, we don't talk anymore. We don't. We're too afraid, and I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I can't, I can't understand why we have this fear of upsetting everybody because we all do it unintentionally every day without thinking about it twice. Yeah. I mean, I've often said things in the past I've regretted, but it was because, like you said, you you come in with a state of mind, and I think what happens. But I've noticed in care work, I don't know if. This happens in real life. 
If you come in with a bad attitude, people feed off of it. Yeah, no, definitely. I I, I posted something in quotes, and I, I don't know why people don't live like this. People uh, walking, okay, the, the quote was, and this is going to be a broken quote, um, a, you walk in and you think you're better than someone else when you should walk in you should be better you should be better than yourself you know be better yourself instead of being better than somebody else and nobody lives in that kind of mindset everybody's worrying about being you know the the best best football player, soccer player or the, the the better than that person better than that person instead of trying to just be a better them you know, and it's crazy to me, you know, that's, I think that's, that's why, you know, uh, you know, people lose sight of that, you know, stop trying to be better than somebody else, just be better, just be better in your, in, within yourself, you can put your mind to anything that you want to put your mind to, so uh, you should, you can do anything you put your mind to, sorry, but, um, you know, a lot of people have lost sight of that, you know, that everybody's trying to be better, better than that person, so, it's weird. Well, I think I think this way because I'm not the mark I was when I was twenty, or thirty, or back in the eighties when I was a bit of a silly lad and did some stu- really stupid things. But I'm not that mark anymore. I'm not the mark when I was forty. I'm changing each time to be yeah. like a better version of myself. And I try to be a better version of myself. I'm human. I make mistakes like anybody else. But I think it's better if you admit it. If you say, yes, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to do that or whatever. I think as long as you know that you are your own worst enemy sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've made many mistakes. But it's it's if you learn from those mistakes. Uh, you know, I've not, you know, there's been even times myself, you know, you, know, you keep making the same mistake over and over again. But, you know, eventually you get over it. But, you know, there's some people that will never learn from their mistakes. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's just how their mind works, I guess. Well, James, I've come to the last bit of the show. Now, I do like to do a sign-off. It's a bit unusual. So, are you ready for it, James? Yes. <clears throat> Thank you, James, for being on my show. It was nice to have a debate, you know. So, out there, please show your faith and be kind to others. It's not hard to be. So, thank you, James, for being on my show. Ta-ta to you. Bye-bye. Yeah, James? Thank you.